0: That's interesting that being put on a little pedestal and say like, you know, this guy's like, you know, trying to be a role model, but in reality, I'm actually like just doing what females you know, do all the time and everything like that.
1: If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this
2: is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Olavich. And me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to The Juggle Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm
1: Joel Lilovich. And I'm Lucy Dickens. Welcome back to The Juggle Podcast.
2: And today we have a little special guest in Harry, who's currently making a few little baby noises that you might notice, but I'm sure you'll enjoy them. Yeah, you might
1: notice him through the next few episodes or so, or maybe I don't even know for a while. But we've recorded a few today, and he slept through most of them. So yes. you may or may not have
2: Harry in your ear. A little squeak. If you have listened to the show before, then you'll have heard us talking about the fact that we highly value the huge input that our husbands have in making the juggle manageable in our homes. In my case, my husband, Evan, does the majority of the caring role, particularly when work is getting a bit out of control and is demanding more of my attention.
1: Mm, And in mine, we share relatively, or the caring for the children relatively evenly, although obviously I'm on leave and breastfeeding a new baby, so Jack can't do that. Um, <laughs> but what he does do is most of the household work.
2: So we share a lot around here too. And so we know from our personal experience and from talking to a whole lot of you that it is super important, if you can, to have a husband or partner who is keen on their career and also having a, an involved role with their family. And we want to celebrate a little bit more the role of the partner. And so today we wanted to bring a new guest to you,
1: Luke Mitchell. Luke is a father of three boys and a management consultant at PwC. Before he started in consulting, Luke worked in the healthcare industry as a radiographer. He's passionate about improving clinical processes and introducing new models of care, but Luke is also a keen advocate of flexible working and innovative parental
2: leave policies. Luke himself had the ability to take parental leave for two of his three children, the second two. And got the chance to experience what it's like to be the primary carer at home. We had such a great conversation with Luke. He was so easy to talk to. He was really open and honest and happy to share the experiences that he's had. And we know that you'll enjoy this conversation. One of my favorite parts is when he tells us how his wife feels about him being fated as an incredible person for actually spending some time with these kids. And looking after them as a, as a dad should in our view and I loved how Luke spoke so openly
1: about the conversations that he had with his wife and his work and proved just how important it is to keep having conversations about when we're trying to do things differently and to reflect and reassess and make changes because no one's going to get it right first time around or maybe even ever but we're all trying to figure it out and so talking about it can only be a good thing.
2: Yeah, and he shares a few tips on how other men might make an application for flexible work and and a a few practical tips on how you can actually make it work. So enjoy the episode. Enjoy. (music) Hi Luke, thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks so much for having me Joe and Lucy.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Um, You've got three small boys, is that right?
0: That's correct, yeah. So uh, six Three and one, so Micah, Lawson, and Ari. That's right. And another one actually on the way. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but yeah, I can announce it here on oh. the juggle that yeah, my wife and I expect. had it, it so here first. That's yeah. Right. We, yeah, Fifteen <laughs> weeks along.
2: Wow, are you going to find out?
0: Uh, no, we didn't find out for the first three. It's probably going to be another boy, you know, statistically speaking. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, And I'm one of four boys. So I just both my wife and I think it would be, it's going to be amazing either way. If we have another boy, those dynamics will be great. But if we have another girl, it will be awesome for her to be joined as another fem- with another female in the house. But we're not going to find out. We had a surprise for the first three and we'll do that again.
2: Oh, one yeah. of our cousins had their fourth child, which was a surprise baby girl. So it does happen. Yep. Um, and my yeah. friend was a surprise.
0: Fingers crossed. <laughs>
1: it's
2: it's yeah. nice to have that different
1: experience. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm one of five and we've four girls and one boy, so you never know. It could be time to change up. But like you say, either is just as nice and exciting, isn't it?
0: Plenty of girls' names to use.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've been saving them for a number of years. I think yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so one of the things that drew us to you and drew our attention to you recently, Luke, was that you were in an article in The West Australian just a few days ago and you were speaking about having taken parental leave with your two youngest children. Can you tell us how and why that decision came about the first time around?
0: Yeah, so the first time I took it, it was actually a new policy that had been introduced at my work. So we have a, a policy um, around parental leave that had been introduced for both parents, so regardless of, um, of gender. And it was about 18, so you got 18 weeks parental leave and you could use it any time within 12 months after uh, your, your baby was born. So that was really, um, it was really interesting. So that had just come out and I spoke to my wife and I said, look, I think this would be a really good opportunity for you because she, she'd actually gone back um, a reasonable amount of time after our first and a reasonable amount of days a week after my first and she really wanted to keep pursuing things at her work, you know, getting opportunities to manage clinics and things like that. So I sort of said, look, you could potentially be off to about eight months and and breastfeed like we did with our first, and then I could take over for the last four months and you know you could go back and then we could see how that goes from there so I really wanted to give it a go and it was interesting so at my work I said to my coach and to my partner um, at work do you think that it's going to have any detriment on my career at all and what they both said is look you know there's always going to be people in any industry that are going to be naysayers around this kind of stuff but they're not the kind of people we want working at the organization we want this to be an organization that is as forward thinking in terms of this kind of policy and get you know being able to support women getting back into workplaces as how they want to. So we want you to blaze the trail and do that. So I was one of the first in the firm in Perth to to take that. And since then, it's become pretty much like the norm. In fact, I uh, got a stat um uh, recently, two days ago, that sort of said that we actually have more men taking parental leave now than we do have females in the last 12 months. Wow. wow. Really interesting. Yeah.
2: So that's the PwC Perth office.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I'm interested to know, do you think you would have taken leave if it had not been a policy that was introduced by your employer? Do you think it would have been something you would have thought about?
0: If we didn't have the policy to support it from a financial means and with my wife being often breastfeeding and primary caregiver, it would have been tricky I think for me to do that and it was purely and simply having the fact that I could be off and still us having two wages and her, her being back that actually made it a, I think a reality we would have had a discussion about like you know how much I could have supported you know um, her going back to work but me actually you know I'm um, completely stopping work and everything like that I think due to the fact that we were both you know at a certain point in our careers I don't know if I would have actually done that or not.
1: That's really interesting. And when your wife was on leave, when she was doing the breastfeeding and taking her part, did she was she did she have paid leave from her employer as well?
0: No, so she didn't have paid. No, so she had the normal. Um, oh, the government government parental leave. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that her work didn't have any policy around that.
2: And when you started parental leave, so it, it came in at about that eight month mark.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: And when you started the parental leave, and your wife went back to work, did she go back? Full time
0: She went back um, she probably was doing about 70 to 80 percent and that was both times yeah she decided that she didn't want to go back completely full time um, was the main reason was was because um, it meant that we could actually have a little bit more time together as a full family unit um, which we thought was you know would be fantastic um, and given the, given the opportunity that we would probably never never have that where we could have a day a week, uh, on top of the weekend where everyone was off together. Yeah, so that's what we we determined.
2: And did you do pretty much a complete role swap? So when she was, obviously you can't breastfeed, but yes. um, other than that, did you find that you were doing all the things that she was doing?
0: I, okay. <laughs> First time around, I would say, I don't think it was a complete role swap. And I'll elaborate. The second time round, it was more, but it still wasn't a complete role swap. So my wife and I've, yeah, we've talked at length, um, like she read uh, and she made got me, not made me, got me to read like The, uh, the Wife Drought by Annabelle yes. Crabb, which is an interesting, you know, read. Great we book. Talk, yeah, fantastic book. We talked about the fact that there were still things, even though that I was like a complete stay-at-home parent, she was the one that was, you know. Um, she was nearly, carrying
1: the mental load.
0: She was still carrying so yes. much of the mental load. <laughs> And it was like interesting. She's going like, you know, I'm the one that's thinking about this and this. And I said, oh, do you you want me to worry about it? (laughs) Tell me and I'll worry about
1: it. And she's like, it doesn't work like that.
2: Not quite. I was just about to say, I don't think that's quite how it's supposed to work. We might need to have a separate episode with your wife. Okay.
0: She would love that actually. (laughs) So the thing was, was that even though I was trying to basically do the complete role reversal, because of how much she'd been doing it and just our completely different approach to to things from a mental perspective, she was still carrying the mental load, even though I was trying my best. So um, that was interesting.
2: How did you make it work better the second time around?
0: The second time around, I asked a lot of questions about, so the first time around, what were the kind of things that is going to make it easier for you to, you know, me to carry a bit more of that mental load? And they were purely and simply around like, like, okay, well, um, last time, you know, I felt like that you didn't do these number of tasks that actually would have supported me to you know okay look you know you've got it under control so I did that I also think I took on the running of the house completely you know I sort of said like right okay I'm gonna do everything from all the drop-offs all the pickups all the lunches all the cooking all the washing all of that and everything like that I still didn't clean as well as my wife would have liked and she (laughs) she still did stuff around those kind of things but yeah and also I said look you know what are the these the few other things that are going to help with that, that mental load, like, you know, who we've got birthday parties coming up. Should I be the one that's the one that's thinking about buying the presents for the birthdays and, and all of that kind of stuff. So I tried to, to do that, but um, I still, I wouldn't say that I got a hundred percent completely right.
2: No, she can't let you get it a hundred percent completely right though. <laughs> <laughs> and the second time around, you would have also probably had your oldest at school. So that probably would have added another big element.
0: Yeah, in terms of the complexity around the juggling of the sleeps of the youngest and the drop-offs and pickups of the eldest, yeah, it was a logistical nightmare because my youngest wanted to go to sleep just just before I was about to try and do drop-off and I was trying to keep awake before we got home so we'd have a decent sleep at home and then I was having to wake him up a lot of the time before I went to do the pickup at the um you know in the afternoon and I was like, Oh, this is just seems criminal waking up this baby, you know, to go do the pickup and, and things like that. So that was tough.
1: What do you think was the biggest benefit of you taking parental leave?
0: There's two parts to it. So, firstly, it was just the opportunity to have such a huge chunk of time with my three boys, and and forming those you know those real bonds in formative years. You know, which we we read about all of the research that sort of says, like you know, in the, in those first sort of six months, six to twelve months, if you get that opportunity to to to, to form a, a you know a bond by spending a lot of quality time, which to be fair, like some parents don't get that opportunity, especially if they're working like, you know, really, you know, intense jobs and long hours and things like that. So that was great. And then, but secondly, just giving my wife the opportunity to get back to what she w- wants to do and to give her also like a bit more space and assistance and just, to, you know, it was so it was, you know, my bond with the boys, but also about hopefully contributing to helping with what my wife wanted to do.
2: And what about the negatives? Did you find that you kept in touch with work during the the four months that you had over the parental leave, either the first and second time? And, and did you find an impact on your job?
0: So interestingly, I didn't really have a lot of contact with work because I, I, I wanted to try and completely switch off and not, you know, not be, because sometimes, you know, when you're juggling your career, you find it very hard to sort of, I don't want to check my emails now because I want to be present with the family and I don't want to, you know, be thinking about this next project and things like that. So I very deliberately said to work, you know, I'm, I'm going to sort of not check. I'm going to just completely disconnect. If you need me, you know, please contact me. But we did everything in place to hand over everything to my clients and things like that. So, yeah, I think it made it obviously better for me, but I don't think everyone else has that necessarily has that luxury, um, especially when you're – so I, because I did like a big chunk of parental leave, when you're working flexibly or working part-time as a, as a parent, you don't have that luxury. So I think I was lucky in that regard.
1: Yeah, there's a difference between taking, like you say, a period of time as leave or working flexibly or part-time. There's definitely a difference
2: in how you manage that transition between the two. Huge. I think you might have alluded to this earlier when you first started talking about taking parental leave. And in the article in the West, you're quoted as saying that you hope the stigmas in society will no longer exist. So what did you mean about the stigmas that you were referring to in that article?
0: Sure. So my take on it is, and this is the broader organizations and, you know, people that I've been in contact with throughout different industries and organizations, there's obviously this thing that that they that people say is that does this person, you know, whether it be a male or a female, but do they care about their career because they're taking an extended period of leave to look after their newborn? Which is really interesting. I mean, that's a that's quite a um, old school way of thinking. So I think what and you know what what has become is become it's become hopefully more acceptable for women to take an extended period of leave after they have a um, you know have a child. But what it has it's probably less not accepted, but it's just there's still some noise around it when um, in certain areas of society where when men do that so I think yeah so by me saying that in the article what I was trying to say was was that hopefully in the very very near future that there's none of that noise whatsoever and in fact it's just the norm and then what it means is is that you know men can do it women can do it men can do it to support women women can do it to support men and 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 so on.
1: Do you think that taking some a period of time for parental leave has changed or impacted your understanding of the issues that women face when they're pregnant and then taking parental leave themselves?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The biggest realization that I had is that what we do is we tend to say to um, women, oh, okay, cool, you know, okay, that's the, that's the next natural progression in your life, and, you know, therefore that's what we're doing in terms of the career. But we need to not think of it as like an extended, necessarily an extended period of leave from work when that person has stopped in their career. It's actually whatever they want and whatever we need to do to support that. It's about actually saying, okay, well, what was your next natural move in your career? Was it to be promoted to do this or to change to do that? And, you know, just because you've had a child and been on parental leave. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, hinders that in any way, shape or form. So I think, yeah, just having that understanding now by me doing it and, you know, walking in those shoes, that very much has meant that's my, now my opinion and things that's something that I voice and champion.
1: It's like anything in life. You think you understand it until you're actually in it yourself. And then you see things from a completely different perspective, don't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: What about this stigma that applies to men who take leave? You know, oh, you're not as invested in your job and those kinds of things. Aside from that, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people had when you said to them that you were taking parental leave? <laughs>
0: I had friends that were like, oh, so you're going on holiday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> oh, how long you- are you going off for? How long yeah. are you off for? Oh, 18 weeks. Oh, that's going to be awesome. You're not going to work for 18 weeks. Did you get the yeah, gee, you're lucky I'd love to stay at home with the kids.
0: Oh yeah, it was hilarious. So one of my friends in particular, second time round, he said, So so you got eighteen weeks and then he's like, And your eldest is like how old? I'm like, Oh he's six and you got a oh yeah, and you got a three year old, you got a one year old. Well he wasn't quite one. And he's like, And so what are you gonna do all day? (laughs) He's like you're gonna have so much time, aren't you? Did you say, Come
1: join me for a day? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I explained to him, like, you know, sort of how much effort it is to, takes to sort of, like, you know, raise one kid, but, uh, like a baby, let alone then multiple kids and all of the different variables. And then they're kind of like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I can sort of see. But, yeah, there was still, yeah, there was still quite a few mates that were saying, like, oh, yeah, oh, man, you're going to enjoy your break. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah what do you think is stopping more men from accessing or maybe not so much accessing but from taking the time i mean you've mentioned finances and that that was a big enabler for you to to enable you to take the time off but other than that what do you think is stopping men from taking the leave
0: so i mean firstly is having the policy in place yeah. so it's all well and good to have then the policy um, if the policy is in place it's secondly like i said you know having some understanding that it's okay to use it and that there's no repercussions of that, and in fact that 's the best way to champion change is to you know be that role model um, but also um, you know I guess it's that understanding um, with you know your partner of like well actually what what, what how am I going to actually even go about it because there's, there's a little bit of a fear factor around like looking after a baby so I actually think that it, what I reckon it comes down to is is being as um, hands on and partnering with your partner from Day dot um, when your baby's born, so then you're comfortable with everything that needs to be done, you know. Because I know, I mean, I, I've got some friends who their partners would probably think, Oh, gee, how long do I want to leave, you know, our baby at home for with him? You know, about what he could handle his ex about an amount of hours or something like that, let alone thinking, Okay, I'm going to completely go back to work for a period of four or five months and they're going to, you know, be the primary caregiver and, um, and look after them. So I think if you can, yeah, do that from the, the it starts to build that like great partnership with your partner and that level of trust as well you know that dad and mama equally as capable
2: that involvement with your partner and that co-parenting and, and doing things together is just so important and I've got to ask on that note what does your wife think about all this attention that you're getting from you know <laughs> just being an involved dad and taking parental leave from doing what she did for eight months yes. and no one blinked an eye at. <laughs>
0: I think you hit the nail on the head there, Lucy. So <laughs> sorry, that was it's okay. You
1: she'll, can she'll, tell that I've got a new baby and that these things are very on my mind.
0: <laughs> it's, no, no, no. It, it, I think it's a very, very fair point, and I mean, she will listen to this, so I will be very, very truthful. <laughs> and I would say that she thinks that it's interesting that being put on a little pedestal and say like, you know, this guy's like, you know, trying to be a role model, but in reality I'm actually like just doing what females, you know, do all the time and everything like that. She also thinks it's interesting because some of it is about embracing progressive policy like, you know, we've got, but she said like, we, the story hasn't been told about the fact that she works for an organisation who doesn't have any parental leave policy or anything like that and she's a female. So I think it's about having progressive policy, but it's actually about having having policy across the board that's just going to support parents in general. Yeah,
1: that's so true. And what do you plan to do the fourth time around? So it's interesting. We had
0: this conversation last night. So it was a ber- it's, a ber- oh, it's a birthday today, by the way. Happy oh, birthday. birthday. My... Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So Casey and I were out at dinner last night and we were talking about it. And um, what I actually think would be, what we think is going to might work is, um, is, is because our policy actually, you don't have to take it all as one big chunk. What you can do is you can spread it out. We actually think by dividing up the roles completely, I don't know, it's hard to divide five days a week by in a half, but dividing it up by like, you know, sort of in half and and me sort of doing one half and then her doing the other half might potentially work or because we've got the four or maybe me doing even less this time around. When I say less, I mean me taking on less of that primary care role like, you know, and maybe just doing it over a longer period of time. So um uh, maybe one to two days a week or something like that which will allow her to ease her way back in for a lot longer rather than you know a, like sort of a big bang approach with because of the four but you know it'll be whatever yeah it'll be whatever works we you know wait till that fourth one comes along and see what the dynamic is and then we'll go from there
1: it's great that you you do have that flexibility and that the policy can be worked in lots of different ways to enable yeah. you to really fit it in around your family it's not just one way or nothing
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it should be moving forwards, you know, because we don't want to prescribe something that's a one-size sort of fits all. We want to prescribe something that empowers people to take the opportunity but to work it into their lifestyle and the way it works with, you know, their partner and their child or or multiple children.
2: And I think this also shows the massive important link between parental leave and flexible working because you know you take parental leave and it can be just in that big chunk and then it's done and dusted and then it's like okay well how do we keep managing things after we return to work in some way shape or form I know that you're an advocate for flexible work and we previously interviewed Penny Rush from the HR team at PwC that was episode 31 if anyone wants to go back and listen to it but what does flexible work look like for you
0: I think the the big part about being flexible in work is the opportunity to be outputs driven as opposed to being a bottom on a seat for a certain period of time throughout the day.
2: You're talking Lucy's language, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm nodding my head, yes. Yeah.
0: To be honest with you, if you're outputs driven, then you can really embrace flexibility because it, it means you work when you when it suits you best, but um without any detriment to, you know, quality of work or the, you know, your customer or client or whoever you're working for and with, also saying, well, then that means that the other times when I'm not, you know, I can't work now because I need to look after family and things like that, then I'm able to do that. So I think, yeah, flexible working is is about first introducing the fact that you're outputs based and that's the main measurement of how we are and not by when, when we're there. And then secondly then taking that that ethos and then going, right, how does that then fit into my life so so then I can choose when I work and when I'm not working because that's when I'm actually like, you know, looking after children, I'm um, running a household and juggling everything else.
2: So you currently full time?
0: Yeah, I'm currently full-time.
2: Yeah, flexible.
0: I am flexible full-time, yeah. Last time when I came back from parental leave, I was trying to embrace flexible working, but I don't think I, I quite nailed it. This time around, I've really, really put a concerted effort in. So now I've got like, I've got what's called rocks and sand in my diary. Yeah. I've got the rocks in my diary, which is okay. This is when I'm doing school drop offs. This is when I'm like attending sport. This is when I'm doing those kind of things. My wife actually now works a, an evening shift. So she runs a list in an evening. And so I, I need to get home. So take over and let her, you know, go to work and, and things like that. So it's about having those rocks and saying, okay, you know, now I'm, I'm also, because I'm discussing these kind of things with my, my clients. And they're very much like, oh, you know, that's fantastic. So they know when I'm, you know, I'm around to meet with them. But at the same time, they're, very much concerned about outputs rather than bit, you know a heap of face to face time. So yeah, and so yeah, having those rocks and sticking to them as well. I haven't stuck to them 100 percent since I've been back. But so we've had to call in help a couple of times from my parents and Katie's parents and things like that. But um, i I'm managed to do it a lot better than I was last time.
1: That's just life, though. There's always going to be things that crop up that you have to deal with and you need help from different people. What's come through for me consistently throughout talking to you is how important communication is for you and your wife and also for you and your employer in that last little bit there because none of this has happened by chance. This has happened because you've spoken about it and probably kept speaking about it. You're reflecting, especially self-reflection from you, and thinking about what we're doing, is this working? Could we do this differently? That just keeps coming through for me mm. from speaking to you.
0: Absolutely. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's communicating, like you said, with clients and with my, my partner. She is very organised. So it makes that makes it a lot easier for me in terms of communication. We have a weekly planner up on our fridge and we've got our um, work streams, for want of a better word, with all of our names like on the side. And, you know, we know what day when, what's happening and everything like that. And so, yeah, and she knows and I know that that's when I need to have those rocks. I love
2: those I like family. This rocks
1: and, yeah. <laughs> I like this rocks and sand thing. I feel like we can use that. Good.
0: yeah rocks are the things that you have to so you put them in first and then the sand can go in after but then the good part is is that if you pour like sort of coffee or or beer or wine you know there's always that falls through too so there's always time to find that you know even yeah. if you've got rocks and sand in there
1: <laughs> right I like it a lot now my right. favorite question of all that I'm looking forward to asking you is do you have a mantra they're words that you live by like a guiding principle.
0: Yeah, I've got a few. Um,
1: Rocks and sand might be one of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, a big one that I like to live by is if someone is not spiritually p- present during a time when you need their help, then how will their physical presence make a difference? Mm-hmm. Shannon L. Alder, who's an um, American novelist, said that. And what I like to think of that she means by that is, is so much of the time, particularly when it comes to family, you know, we've got our children and our partners you know, needing help. But because of everything else that's going on in life, it's sometimes we're not present in that moment. And so therefore we're not spiritually present. It's difficult to, to actually be physically present and help them. So I like to try and think that no matter what's going on in the head, if I genuinely need to do it, I can switch that part off, be physically with them, Save a little bit of the best of myself for when I get through the door from work, and actually do them justice in terms of homework and what's going on, or the bad day that you know your partner's had, and and things like that. And it is a real challenge, especially with how connected we are constantly with our phone and with everything that's going on in life. But yeah, I think it's really important to, to to do that to be present.
2: So true. And what is one piece of advice that you would give to men who are managing the juggle, perhaps? Men who want to be a bit more like you and spend some parental leave at home with their kids?
0: Uh, just go for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you mentioned it before, Lucy. I think um, have that conversation with your partner and say, look, how can we, if this opportunity exists, how can we make this work? So, A, I can support you and, B, I can get some quality time looking after the, our kid and if you don't... and and make sure you co-parent from day one, help out and please be hands on because if you don't do that, it's going to make it much more difficult like down the track to actually take hold of a policy and, and actually show that, you know, that you've got that trust with your with your partner to actually go ahead and do it. So make sure you're hands on from day one and then um, have a conversation if you do have something like that this exists about how you can make it work and then go for it.
2: Sounds like fantastic advice. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and thanks to Casey for um, allowing her husband to to come on the show and continue to stand in the limelight even though she's not she's not getting that opportunity. <laughs>
0: exactly. <well>. Yep. She's <laughs> the real one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you Luke it was
1: great to have you. Thank you
0: so much Joe. Thanks Lucy, thanks for the opportunity. It was a real pleasure.
2: Thank you for listening. That's all from us today. If you enjoyed the episode, then please subscribe. You can do that in your podcast player of choice, or you can find the podcast on our website at www.thejuggle.com.au. And of course, if you want to continue the conversation,
1: come and join us on Facebook at The Juggle Community, and the link is on our website. See you next time. Happy juggling.